We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The names behind the numbers, the stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. Here's your host, John Little. Welcome into this special edition of the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. I'm your host, John Little. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't listened to us before, maybe you're, you're a University of South Dakota fan or just a South Dakota resident who caught wind of this because you have the Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year Award winner. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. We've got so many other podcasts on our feed that you will love if you are a women's basketball fan. So please stick around, subscribe, listen to some of the other great uh, interviews from around the country that we've done over the last year or so. Great to have you here as we award the Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year to Kira Duffy. By now, you know, Kira is the winner of this year's award. We've received so much great praise. Uh, And first of all, I just want to say, as a mid-major basketball fan myself, and having been very close to Conference USA, the Southland Conference, the University of North Texas, over the course of my career as a play-by-play broadcaster, I want to say thank you to Her Hoop Stats for extending this excellent award to the best mid-major player each and every year. There are so many great players out there, and it is time they get the recognition that they deserve. And I'm glad ESPNW is doing something similar, and I'm glad we are awarding uh, such a prestigious honor to somebody every year. And I thought we would start this special podcast out by talking to one of our contributors who has a special place in his heart for mid-major players, and that is Jacob Mox, a contributor here at Her Hoop Stats, and really the person that launched forward our search for the best mid-major player in college basketball. First, I just want to talk with you about why the Becky Hammond Award 
was created, and it wasn't always named the Becky Hammond Award, but first of all, let's just uh, go back to the point where it's just the kind of the mid-major player of the year award. Yeah, so somebody kind of threw out the idea of writing a little piece about some mid-major players to watch, and I kind of ran with that, and I I think the idea at first was maybe highlight like five to ten players, and I just found 25 players that I thought were just really, really good um, back back in November. And I made, uh, we called it the early season watch list because the season had just gotten underway. We filtered it down to like 25 conferences that we deemed mid-major. So basically anyone that wasn't Power 5, Big East, or American athletic. And uh, from there, there were 3,200 candidates and filtered it down to 25 and yeah, like, like you said, we didn't have a name at first and bounced some ideas around. I thought about Jackie Styles, but she's the Missouri Valley. She's already got an award named after her and thought about some of the older, like the Louisiana Tech players from the 70s. But I mean, at the time, that wasn't that was hardly a mid-major. And eventually, yeah, we did end up settling on Becky Hammond. Very cool. Well, how did Becky feel about that? Uh, yeah, she really liked the idea. Um, she kind of reflected our thoughts that it's, it's important to recognize the players. Um, I think her exact quote was players who don't get the glitz and the glamour of being on national television, like a, like a high major school would get that opportunity. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, so it was not an easy process, like you said. You started with uh, kind of a watch list. Uh, you pair it down to semifinalists and finalists. And uh, if you would, just you know, kind of talk about uh, these final five or ten um, over these uh, this last month or so, and and how tough was it to distinguish for her hoop stats contributors between uh, one and another of these great mid-major players. Yeah, I mean, there were so many great players. We had our uh, list of 10 in early February, and I had to cut that down to five um, with the help of all of our contributors in early March. And there were players who were nearly identical, and it came down to like really like minute differences. And it's it, it's really impossible to overemphasize like how close a lot of these players are and there were five people that we didn't that didn't make the cut from the final or from the semifinalists to the finalists but they are still just spectacular players um our finalists we had five players Kara duffy uh who is uh <clears throat> the winner of the award um but we also had bell allery of princeton um stella johnson of Ryder, the nation's leading scorer UT Martins, Chelsea Perry, and she went on just a crazy scoring run in the second half of the season. She wasn't even on our early season watch list. That's how hot she came out in like late December, really. Um, and then Drake's uh, Sarah Ron was the fifth player to make the finalist list. Outstanding list. Um, and and just to close it out, tell us about Kira Duffy and why she stood out. Yeah, she has a really balanced game and. Uh, an efficient and balanced game, which is something we really looked for in the candidates. Um, she's among the top of the nation in points per scoring attempt at 1.21. Um, I believe that's right around like the top 80 in the country, and she does it at a high clip, which is also rare. And then on top of that, she adds 
like five assists and only two and a half turnovers per game. And that is just an exceptional uh, assist to turnover ratio for someone who has that high of a volume. Uh, You don't typically see that. And I would guess that the ability to have her team poised certainly to to make a run in the NCAA tournament and uh, just the, the great year that they had being a uh, basically a top twenty program by the time you know the season came to a close, I, I would guess that had something to do with it as well. Just um, yeah. just how good her team was around her as well, and how much better she made her team. Yeah, I mean she was basically on the way to leading the team to their first tournament win in the history of the program being in division one, which I think, I believe it was 2008 or 2007. They made the move to division one and they've made two appearances, but haven't had a win, but they were really set up well this year. Um, I think the coaches poll, they actually finished 11th, which is goodness uh, gracious. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it was 11th in the coaches and 17th and eight people, which it's really a testament to how convincing they were this season as a great team to overcome that mid-major maybe uh, bias. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to Kira Duffy. We're about to hear from her, but I want to say thank you to you, Jacob, for uh, the dedication you put in this year to assembling this list and figuring out who should be on it and ultimately awarding the Becky Hammond Award. Thank you so much. Thank you, John, for having me. Jacob Mox from Her Hoop Stats. Appreciate his time. And not only the, you know, five minutes that he just gave us there, but then also all the work that it took to assemble the list before the season and during the season, keep the list up and try to make sure that he and the crew were whittling down the best mid-major players in the nation. Like you said, our hats off to all the finalists, the semifinalists. There are some incredible players in mid-major college basketball, and we honor each and every one of you that was nominated for this award. Behind every great player is a great coach, and certainly Kira Duffy would tell you that she's got a great coach. Already in just four years, Don Plitzewhite has built a dynasty there at the University of South Dakota. Uh, just an absolute dominant stretch over the last four years. And my first question for Coach Plitzewhite was, why is Kira so deserving, not only of the Becky Hammond Award, but All-American nods, uh, the ESPNW Mid-Major Player of the Year as well? Why is she so worthy of recognition, not just in her own backyard, but nationally as well? Well, when you watch Kira play, she she has a presence about her in the respect that she, at her size, at 6'1", she's handling the ball, she's shooting it from deep, she's posting up and scoring, and she's doing everything else in between, and she gets gets her teammates involved and is is a kid who, you know, has had, I think, a three to one assist to turnover ratio this year. Just she, she just has such a presence about her. And then on top of that, she's done an, an outstanding job of leading her team to great team success. And so when you see her, you, you see her as someone who makes a lot happen, but you also see her as someone who is very humble about what she does and is more proud about what her team does. And you want to cheer for that kid. That's exactly who you want. You want her to be everything that you think that she is because that's what you you want to be in terms of, uh, of a leader in a program or someone that you want to cheer for. When did you first meet Kira? 
I, I'm Akira after kind of accepting the job here in the middle of April, I guess it would have been now four years ago. And, and before Kira started her freshman year with us. So she was finishing up her senior year of, of high school. It was the first time that, that I had a chance to talk to her on the phone and then go out and meet her and her family, you know, in their home and, and spend some time with them. And just an amazing, amazing family, you know, and then an amazing basketball family on top of it. Was it obvious to you right off the bat that she would be this kind of difference maker down the line? Or is that something as a coach that you can't really think about? Obviously, you're watching tape on her, things like that. But can you not really put a label on that early on? Or how did it develop for you? Well, I'd like to believe that I was that smart to know that she could have that big of an impact in a program. But I certainly am not. I, I, what I remember talking to Kira about when we met is just how we would term her a prototype for our offense. What we do is unique in the respect that all five players have the ability to push the ball up the floor, handle the ball in that regard. All five players ideally have the ability to post up, have the ability to shoot it from the arc. Everybody has to be able to pass to each other while they're cutting and moving. And so it, it while it's it's hard to find players that are like Kira who have the ability to do so much in the game already, when they're coming out of high school. So Kira is someone at her size who handled the ball a lot for her high school team. They were a very good defensive team. And, and she was someone who you could see her ability to have a major impact in a game when she was already in high school. And so while we believed she'd fit what we do really, really well, you know, it's hard to know, uh, hard to know how much time and effort any young lady in your program is going to put in. And then there's, the Kira Duffy's of the world who are in the gym at five o'clock in the morning, getting up shots before a six o'clock summer workout. And, and everyone in the team, you know, knows that and respects that and wants to be like her in that regard. And so, you know, you, you don't know those things when, when you, you know, are, are talking to kids, you don't know those things until they're on your campus, but that's who she is. And that's why she's as good as she is. Mm, that is just awesome. What's the most memorable on the court moment that, you will be left with when when thinking about uh, Kira. You know what would and it could be like a best game or a pivotal moment inside the lines. You know, that's a great question because there are so many moments. This isn't one time, but if I could put together a, like a movie and stitch these these moments together, these are the things that I will always remember about Kira. So, you know. Kira's someone who's handling the ball and, and maybe one of her teammates sets a ball screen for one of our post players. And there's there, whatever that situation looked like, you know, Kira, usually there, there's a switch because Kira's six one, the post kids, maybe six two. So we'll switch it. And then Kira would step back and hit a three or the next time she'd kind of hesitate. And then she'd drive by. And so to see the expression on, on her opponent's faces when those things happen, you know, there'd be a couple different situations and they try guarding it in different ways. And the players are looking at each other like, well, we tried, we tried not switching and it didn't work. We tried switching and it didn't work. We tried switching and then trying to keep her in front. And then she hesitated and went by us anyway. And so those are the moments that, you know, I'll remember how incredibly gifted she was and how, how how, how the expressions on other teams' faces. We'd run an out-of-bounds play, and I would actually tell our players on the bench, you know, Kira would hit kind of one of her patent little fadeaways, which might not be a great shot for a lot of kids, but she had 
she would put so much time into it and had such great touch that she'd make one of those tough little fadeaways. And I'd look at our bench and I'd smile at our teammates and say, you know what? That play really works well when you have kids who can make shots like that. They'd smile and say, yeah, that was a good play call coach. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> she just, so those are the moments that I'm going to remember about her is when she just put teams in really, really tough situations, you know, off the court. She's someone who could not be more humble you know, about either winning an award or how much little girls in our community look up to her. I'm telling you, I get Facebook messages with little pictures that kids are drawing in their homes right now, and they want me to forward on to Kira Duffy for them. And so that's that's the kind of kid that that she is and just someone who, you know, works so hard. I'll tell you another fun story about Kira. Is she is she's about as competitive as any human being you're ever going to be around. So we'd be in practice and we compete in a lot of our practices and, and we'd, we'd record numbers, either numbers of how many shots each person made or each team made. And, you know, she was tracking it she was tracking how many she had. She was tracking how many her opponents had. She knew. So if, if I screwed up what the count was or one of the managers screwed up what the count was, she'd politely tell us, you know, I think you might want to go back and recount that. Or I think we have that wrong. And like, you know what? And you know what? She was always right too. <laughs> She's a pretty smart kid. 4.0 double major graduated in three years, academic, all American, honorable mention all american like it, it just she's all she's everything wrapped up in one mm. she's so deserving of this award for sure and uh everything that's come at her uh, but she's so emblematic of golly I, I i hope that we never have a group of athletes hundreds across the country and she's one of them where you're like what could have been but all these kids are going through this right now they're thinking man at this time i'd you know i'd be on my way to the final four or whatever whatever dream they've got in their head and nobody can tell them they're wrong because they didn't get to play it out from that aspect how tough is it for you to to think about kira any other seniors you had this year and think about just how much they gave you in a 30 and two year, but they're just not able to, to play it out to its full fruition. Well, it's something that, you know, certainly within the scope of what's happening within the world, it, 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 we have to put it in perspective and say, you know what, while we missed out on something, it's a small piece of what's going on nationally and worldwide. And so we understand, we do get it. You know, and I think we, we're very special because we have very mature young ladies who are probably handling in some ways better than our fans are or some of our, you know, other people are. But when I was asked to speak specifically to our seniors in a video, uh, it, I at least I wore glasses so people couldn't tell that I was crying too much, but my voice cracked. I sounded like I was going through puberty. I couldn't kind of keep it together. And it leaves a little void, certainly, or a big void to know that this group of ladies invested so much and these seniors invested so much and didn't have a chance to find out in the end how they competed in the big dance against the best of the best. You know, the, what we what we hang our hat on is, you know, that we find the positives in difficult situations. And the positive for us is that we at least were able to finish our regular season. You know, what if this would have happened in December or January, it would have been even harder to take. At least we were one of the few conferences that had a chance to finish our conference tournament. There's so many that didn't have that. So while we miss out on um, the what if in the NCAA tournament, we are thankful for what we had, but that doesn't make it easy to say goodbye to seniors. And it's, it was so strange 
because we were on spring break when the news broke and our, our players were disbanded to their homes in different areas and we were on the road recruiting. And so that we didn't have a chance to be in our locker room and cry together about it. We didn't have a chance to be in our locker room and laugh together and hug each other and say our final goodbyes in that regard. You know, I think the closure for the seniors is really particularly hard. It's hard any year for seniors to know that there's a finality. This one is different because it was so unexpected, you know, and, and so that part of it is difficult, but this group of seniors and, and Kira is a leader of that group in a lot of, in so many ways, you know, has just left a legacy here at the university of South Dakota that is second to none. And is one that we as coaches and our returning players and our players are coming in, we'll do our very best, you know, to, to honor them by, you know, playing as hard and competing as hard as, as they did ideally. That's our goal, to continue to compete and get better. Well, thanks for looking on the bright side with us as much as we possibly can. And one of the bright sides is you got four years and about 120 great games out of Kira Duffy. So thank you so much for your time, Coach, and uh, congratulations on, on your success uh, there at South Dakota. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having Kira and having myself on this broadcast. The, the storylines within this are just so incredibly awesome. Becky Hammond raised in, or grew up in, in Rapid City, South Dakota, went to Rapid City Stevens High School. Kira grows up in the same hometown. The first ever Becky Hammond Award goes to someone from the same hometown, Rapid City, South Dakota, of all the places across the country. What are the chances of that? Then, to top it off, one of our incoming freshmen for next year, Kaya Watson, currently is at Rapid City Stevens and broke Becky Hammond's all-time assist record just this year. So just so many Becky Hammond kind of stories for our, our program right now. It's it's really neat that we feel like she's now a part of our, our program here at the University of South Dakota. So I thank you. I thank her hoop stats uh, for this kind of recognition for our program. It, it's something that we certainly cherish. Oh, absolutely. It's it's so, so cool to see that. And, uh, yeah, what are the odds? I have no idea. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, I, I'm, I'm putting it somewhere north of one in a million. But um, it sounds like uh, Kira's a one in a million type kid. So that's pretty cool. That's a good way to sum it up. Good stuff. That is Don Plitza-White, the head coach of the University of South Dakota. I, I know she'd give up uh, hours and hours to talk about Kira and her team, but Thanks for the time this time, and uh, we've got to catch up with her again, shall we? And that leads us to our award winner, Kira Duffy. But before we hear from the woman herself, we wanted you to hear a little bit of what it sounded like to have Kira Duffy on the floor this season, courtesy of a friend of mine in the broadcasting business, John Thayer. He is the voice of the University of South Dakota women's basketball team. Let's hear some of the best moments this season from Kira Duffy. Loose picked up by Duffy. Duffy trying to push ahead. Crosses all the way over. Up with the left hand and scores from inside the left block. Here's Duffy all the way in. Runs into contact. Scores and a foul called. Chance for a three-point play for Kira Duffy. And Duffy delivers. Down to the right block. There's Kira Duffy on the inside. And the Summit League Player of the Year has the first points of the Summit League Tournament. Right wing. It is Duffy. Steps back. She wants the three-pointer. Got it. The horn sounds. It's South Dakota win. Summit League Tournament, 63-58, and the elusive Summit League Tournament title is headed back to Vermillion for the first time since 2014. South Dakota, turn the music up, we're going dancing. 
63-58. to An incredibly special season for Kara Duffy, a special season for the University of South Dakota, and that's why Kara Duffy is our Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year. Kira, welcome to the show. I am so flattered, so humbled. I this is this is so cool for so many reasons, honestly. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, of course, congratulations to you as well. We saw your video today, your reaction to being named the award winner. Obviously, you're excited about it, um, but there's so much synergy here. You being from Rapid City, South Dakota, Becky Hammond. The uh, namesake of the award being from Rapid City as well. First of all, just give us your reaction to um, getting an award named after one of the best players and people to ever come through Rapid City. Oh, gosh. I mean, it. yeah, like I said before, it's, it's so cool because I did grow up, you know, watching, watching Becky Hammond play on TV, um, reading about her, now seeing her for a coach to the Spurs uh she was she was the one from Rapid City the main one to have this award be named after her and kind of feeling like I you know sort of followed in her footsteps and got to represent represent Rapid City in in the college basketball realm is just so cool and it's, it is such a huge honor so we're not just making too big of a deal of it here I mean she really was Becky Hammond uh somebody that the basketball community uh, and everybody looked up to in Rapid City while you were growing up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, her her jersey hangs at at Rapid City Stevens High School. So anytime I was playing in a tournament there, we'd always go look at it. And I heard stories about her playing at the YMCA that's right down the street from my house that I always went to growing up. So yeah, I do kind of feel feel this special kinship with someone who's from Rapid City, and you know represented our our state and our city in in the basketball world and she has done some incredible things so yeah just an incredible honor well we're so glad that that aspect worked out but that's that's not the reason uh, you got the award really cool that that worked out but you know here at her hoop stats we're always looking inside the stats uh, we're we're looking to see what kind of player you are and you know almost 17 points a game over the course of the season five and a half rebounds five assists per game uh, your assist turnover ratio was just spectacular this year were there any players that you really modeled your game after growing up or, or how did your game develop over the course of uh, your youth? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think the players probably that I looked up to the most were my dad and my older siblings. Um, and I would say, you know, in the professional realm, I think Larry Bird was kind of my my idol a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really know exactly who shaped it. I think I took elements from all of my siblings games. And I think growing up, I kind of have to give credit to my dad because he, after games would always, you know, ask how, you know, how I felt like it went. And his emphasis was always on, did you make other people better? Um, that it wasn't always just about me and what I, you know, did scoring wise. It was, you know, how did I, how did I bring in the rest of the team? and get in college to be surrounded by some just incredible players. Um, so they made that really, really easy for me. They could knock down shots and, and do all that. So they, the assists are really credit to the girls who made the shot, honestly. But um, yeah, I think that that was kind of where that started. And 
also, you know, the system that Coach P developed and puts us in, she puts us in these positions to to get to do a lot of different things on the floor. Um, you're not just a shooter or you're not just a post. You have the freedom to do a lot. And so I think, especially this year, I really got to take advantage of that um, because of her and because of the development that the staff did with me. And yeah, it was it, it was a fun year. I can only imagine how fun it was to win 30, lose only two. And, um, you know, with the developments in the last couple of days, we know that there's not going to be an opportunity for you and your teammates that were seniors and so many other athletes in winter sports across the country. There are not going to be those opportunities for those that still had their seasons going to officially kind of complete their careers. Have you been able to kind of come to terms with that? And and how do you justify it when, my gosh, you had an incredible career. You end with a win. You win the Summit League, the regular season, and the tournament championship title. But at the same time, you don't get to play the season out. How do you work that all out in your mind? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you summed it up pretty well. I think the initial shock was, was sort of tough to deal with and it kind of didn't feel real. It took a while for that to set in, you know, that, oh my gosh, this is over. Um, and I think, you know, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't spent a few hours wondering what could have been. And I, you know, still sometimes find myself going down that rabbit hole. But I think for me, and I think for our team too, the big focus has truly been on what we accomplished this season and trying to focus on, on those, yeah, the highs and the way we got to end the season because the reason that this was so fun for us was that we truly did live in the moment. And each each game, each practice, each road trip was special to us, and we just enjoyed it. And, you know, I I've, I've, don't know if I've ever been a part of a team where the girls just loved being together as much as this group did. And so I think focusing on that um, – remembering that for us the beauty kind of was always in the journey and even though it really yeah it really does think that we don't get to play it out we don't get to see you know what we could have done in the NCAA tournament trying to focus kind of on the silver lining has been has been really big for us I tell you that the positivity that you are displaying there that's exactly what we need in this country in this world right now so thank you so much for that what do you hope that you left behind for others to follow you at South Dakota, not only basketball wise, not only athletics wise, but for the university as a whole, what impact do you hope you left there at South Dakota? Oh gosh. I think, you know, I think for the team, I mean, it's, it's sort of lessons that I learned coming in um, that are sort of intangible things, you know, being a good teammate, work ethic, all of those kind of things that were handed down to me from the previous generations of incredible girls that played at this university. I hope that I can adequate, I, I adequately represented those and can ha- now hand those down um, to the girls coming in. I, I really hope that that is the legacy that I and, you know, the other seniors uh, were able to leave behind. And then for the university, oh gosh, you know, I hope that I was able to give to this university in any small way what it has given to me, truly. I had someone ask me, you know, say that, you know, what does it mean that 
your women's basketball team kind of helped put the university on the map a little bit more this year. And I hadn't really thought about that, but I, if that's true, then gosh, I, I would be very happy to help do so. Mm. Well, what's next for you now that uh, college is over? Um, like coach was saying, uh, a couple majors, you graduated in three years, uh, all American as far as the uh, academic side goes. What's coming up? Yeah, I mean, I so I'm getting married this summer. Um, so that's now wedding planning. I have to, I can't use the excuse that I'm playing basketball. Um, I have to, you know, sort of take that off the hands of my fiance a little bit. But um, so I'm doing that. I'm, he is actually a teacher in Omaha. So I will be moving to Omaha. I've kind of started looking at jobs. <clears throat> in terms of basketball, I don't, I don't think continuing playing is going to be in the cards for me. Um, not because I don't still love it because I really do, but you know, I'm, I'm ready to potentially take on a different role in terms of, you know, maybe coaching at some point, who knows, but yeah, I think my organized playing days are done, but maybe, maybe you'll see me playing in the YMCA there. Who knows? Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. I won't give you away. Okay. I won't let anybody know that, uh, you're a ringer. Thank you so much for your time. Kira, congratulations, not only on an incredible season for your team, for you personally, but a great career as well. And I know along the way you're going to be incredibly successful. So congratulations on being the very first winner of the Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year Award. Thank you so, so much. Well, how about that? Kira Duffy, our Becky Hammond Award winner. Thank you so much to Kira, and congratulations on a great season and great career. If you enjoyed this special presentation, make sure you subscribe to our podcast by anywhere you want to get your podcast, including Apple Podcasts, and rate and review us. It helps out the podcast so much, and it helps other people that are huge women's basketball fans find out about us, find out about what we're doing. And like we said, um, I I do encourage you to go back and check out some of the other uh, interviews, about 40 of them at least, that we've had along the way. I I know you're going to find something in there that you're really going to love, like uh, talking to Megan Gustafson, the former Iowa star and now Dallas Wing, uh, back uh, early in the podcast effort. Thanks to everybody involved in this one, including Kira Duffy, also the head coach Coach of South Dakota, Don Plitzawhite, uh, John Thayer, the voice of the University of South Dakota women's basketball team. And I'll tell you who the unsung hero was in all this. Thanks to Brittany Smith, the SID, the Sports Information Director at South Dakota. She really helped us uh, today be able to surprise uh, Kira with this great uh, announcement. The producer of the Her Hoop Stats podcast is Aaron Barzilai. Uh, thanks as well today to our announcer, Susie Solis, and our man on the music, Jared Deck, jareddeckmusic.com. I'm John Little, reminding you at Her Hoop Stats, we are unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. Her Hoop Stats.